Hey everybody, what's going on? It is Tuesday afternoon. Today is March 7th. And this is Kaplan and crew in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. I want you to use that website, sevenmilecasino.com, because when you're there, you're going to find out all the great things that are going on at Seven Mile Casino, including just recently, San Diego Magazine named Seven Mile Casino and Sammy's Restaurant and Bar within Seven Mile Casino best brunch in South County. So even if you're not looking to play blackjack, poker, or table games, but you're thinking to yourself, hey, it's Sunday, I got people in town, or hey, it's you and your wife, uh, you and your friends, hey, let's go get a really great brunch. Come on down to Seven Mile Casino because Sammy's Woodfire Pizza, which is Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, we all know Sammy's Woodfire Pizza outside of the casino. In the casino, it's called Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, best brunch in South County, according to San Diego Magazine. So go enjoy, check it out. Good luck at Seven Mile Casino. If you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER, but you are a winner at Seven Mile Casino. Hey, shout out to all of our great friends at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Our promo code this month is Slam Dank. It seems like when I tell people our promo code is Slam Dank, everybody laughs at that. I think it's pretty funny, too. I mean, here we are. It's March, March Madness, Slam Dunk, Dank. How's that weed? It's Dank. Slam Dank. That's our promo code, 20% savings. California Holistics is in Chula Vista, I should point down. Tori Holistics is in Sorrento Valley up north. Either of the stores, you use the promo code SLAMDANK, you're saving 20%. So whether you need cannabis products for sleep, for pain management, or just for recreation, Tori Holistics and California Holistics, you save 20% by using our promo code SLAMDANK. Hey, shout out to our friends over at Penske San Diego, PenskeSanDiego.com. 12 dealerships, nine brands. A thousand cars complete on the lots of all of San Diego, all the different dealerships and make the experience fast, easy and fun by using their website, Penske San Diego.com, P-E-N-S-K-E, Penske San Diego.com. Another shout out to our great friends over at iThrive MD. Alex here has lost over 40 pounds and counting. You save $200 a month when you use the iThrive Lean program for the first two months. So it goes $299. $2.99, then jumps up to $4.99. Now, I know that sounds like it might be kind of expensive, but if you're desperate to lose weight and you can't change your diet and you don't have the time or the experience in knowing how to work out properly, iThrive MD can change your life because this is an FDA-approved uh, injection. It's once a week, and people are just lining up to, to use this product. Semi-glutide is what it's called. We call it iThrive Lean. Check it out at kaplanandcrew.com. Click on the iThrive button and you'll learn all about iThrive Lean. Start losing that weight. And lastly, let me just mention these guys. I start every single day with one of these. I take one of these packs. I put one drop of vitamin D, which by the way, they send you for free. They send you five of these free travel packs. You'll never not have these. Every time you travel, you will take these with you. You get the full bag of athletic greens, the canister, the shaker bottle, and you sign up for a subscription and they start sending it to you every month. And then you feel healthy. You feel good. Uh, clarity of mind, sustained energy throughout the day. If you're on it, you know. If you're not, come try it. Once you're on it and then you just take a day off, two days off, you'll realize, oh my God, what's wrong with me? You didn't take your athletic greens. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Thanks to you guys for supporting our sponsors because without them, we can't do this every day. We appreciate everybody involved. Let's get started.
Hey, great friends. What's happening? Today is Tuesday. It is March 7th. This is Kaplan and Crew. Grande, the brown man, ready to roll from the 7 Mile Casino Studios. 7milecasino.com is the website. And for everybody that's just getting with us on the airwaves of terrestrial radio, for everybody that's just getting with us on cable television, I just want to remind everybody that 7 Mile Casino has Sammy's Restaurant and Bar in it. And it was just named Best Brunch in South County according to San Diego Magazine. So if you're thinking about a Saturday or a Sunday brunch, you should be thinking about Sammy's Restaurant and Bar inside Seven Mile Casino. Good afternoon to everybody who's tuning in, radio, TV, audio, podcast, YouTubers. Get involved in our YouTube chat. And good afternoon to Grande and the Brown Man. Fellas, there's a lot to get to today. Uh, Padres play the Dodgers in spring training yesterday. But I'll tell you guys, there's a lot of football stuff I want to get to. How are we doing today, guys? Fantastic. Ready? I have senioritis right now. Senioritis, very hard. Anytime I have a trip to Vegas ahead of me, I'm ready for this week to be done. I'm ready for me to be in the, on the strip. I need a 52-ounce margarita in my hand, the shape of an Eiffel Tower. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I brain freeze. I'm dying over here. I, um, I, I don't know if I've got a cold or like an ear infection. I don't know what I've got. But I'm like coughing and I've got a sore throat and I haven't taken a test, Grande. I haven't taken a test yet. I don't think I don't have a headache. I don't have fatigue. I don't have any. Browner's giving me the look already. He's giving me the look. Should I be taking the test, Brown? I know what you have. Tell me. Browner knows what you have. Starts with an O. It ends with an old. You old, dog. Really? You, you think having a cough go. qualifies as old? Yeah, you're falling apart. This yeah, is like, this is like your yeah, third cough in three months. This is like your third infection. Your third, you know what I mean? I, dude, I ain't don't no take way, any ain't, medicine. Ain't, ain't no way no regular person of health and use to getting this sick. You be sick all the time, bro. You almost like fall break a hip category at this point. Nah, at what point do we that. start blaming the smog in Los Angeles, LA County? Right. I haven't right. been to LA yet this week. Um, I just, I don't know what it is. It's like I've got this tickle in my throat. And age. That's not. Browner, I watched the the first two episodes of The Last of Us. He's, he's part think? of the in, he's part of the infected. He went to oh. the city. He went to the Ooh. city. He, he went to the be. city, and he's part of the problem. The people he out here in the outskirts of the mega market in San Diego were not infected mm -hmm. like yeah. those people in Los Angeles. I guess. Leave it I to Scott. So. I don't know. Leave man. it to East. Leave it to Eastside Cap. I will say that my uh, my daughter, my youngest. What did you think of the show? What did you think of the oh, show? All right, forget about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Forget it. Keep going. I mean, I'm hooked. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in. Told you. I told you. I told yeah. you. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Let me take so this awesome. Out. You're dying, dude. Take yeah, take me yeah, out of yeah. screen for Christ's sake. You're always Jesus complaining. Christ, man. Always I'm over here coughing. You're always I'm complaining. complaining. Oh I'm coughing, <laughs> and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to mute my mic, but yet everybody has to see me on screen coughing yeah. my freaking no. guts out. And then First if all, I don't put this, if I don't put this old man on, if I, if it's just him on camera, <laughs> right? if it's just him on camera, he bitches and moans. Why is it just me? Right. I, I don't know. You're the only one talking. Right. Well, and no, he's I, also <laughs> mad that he's trying to tell a story and I see he's coughing. So I'm trying to tell another story so he can take some time and get himself together. And he's like, forget it. Oh, all right. Forget you guys, it. Forget you guys it. chat for a minute. I'm going to try and clear God. my throat. You guys go. Do that. Get up. Get up. Get a halls, man. Get a halls, dude. God. Get this man a halls. Look at <laughs> Actually, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Get you know why? Because I, 
That is funny. I oh, oh man, too funny. All right, Last of Us. Watched two episodes last night. Uh, the first one, I always enjoy. Is this a zombie movie? I don't, I don't know what the hell it is. A zombie show or whatever it is. I wouldn't an even apoc- categorize it that. An it's apocalyptic, apocalyptic. A post-apocalyptic show. I I yeah. told told the wife last night. I always am curious to see the backstory of to what happened. You know, like mm-hmm. how did this happen? The Walking Dead season one, incredible. And then yes. it was awful after a long time. Be, but that first season to see what happened, like how did this happen? I I find that's like the, my favorite part of these mm-hmm. shows. And I know this show gets, everyone says it's getting better and better and better. Yeah. So I liked that. I liked the suspenseful part of it. I liked the, the acting's killer. So far, so good. Dude, the so third far, episode, so the third episode of this show, I think it's the third episode, uh, will win every award for every television show. Like it just will. The the last episode had eight million viewers. That's for HBO. A, that's crazy. That's a that's a very 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 high number for a, a an app show. Like for HBO Max to have done this, and now you got eight million people tuned in. Like this. I my only fear of this my I have only one fear of the show, the game, only had it was only two two games, The Last of Us one, Last of Us two, yeah. This this show has been really really good with sticking with the, the sticking game. with the game, but making it more in detailed. So you you because you're not playing a game, you're actually watching. So I thought the show has been fantastic well, I hope personally because we all watch Succession, right? I think the three I of us watched Succession. Um, I, oh, I, I, I kind of stopped Succession in the middle, oh. and not because I didn't okay. like it. It just you know got caught up in other stuff. I got. I think. I, I think HBO has learned from its previous Game of Thrones mistake, which is we are not I'm going to pass the material substance because Succession is done after the upcoming season, season four. Mm-hmm. One of my other favorite HBO shows, Barry. They just came out and said we're done after season four. Haven't seen so Barry think, at all. Like shorter, the better. If Last of Us gives you two amazing seasons, we don't need you know, don't stretch. I know I know why companies stretch out shows, but if your source material is over after two seasons, that's it. Let it be. That's it. Let it be. Walk All right. Away. So the name the Walk name of this away. show Browner is is the Best of Us or the Last of Us or which what is it called again? The Last of Us. The rest of us. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, dude, sure. I haven't seen it yet, so don't be don't don't be I so know. insulted that I don't know the name of the show. I've only and by the way, you're the only person I know that's watching it now. Now I know Alex also. Not one other person has said to me, "God, this is the best show I've ever seen." So I'm going to take your advice. I want to watch it, but I haven't seen it yet. Eight eight, eight million people agree with me. Yeah, I think I'm not Scott, saying that you're wrong. I think that, um, it's like a younger people are watching this show, and I know I'm not calling you old again. I'm saying because like, <laughs> I, mean, I have a cough and 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 now I'm old. <laughs> No, I just think like I don't I don't see like your circle watching The Last of Us. Why? Um, At least not yet. Mm. Because it's a video game show. Oh, it's a based mm. off a of video game. Mm. And I think that once word of mouth gets out of how good it is, mm. I think the older generation will start watching it too. Well, um, Browner, it's interesting you brought up the eight million people watching the show because I was wondering if there were any stats on what the Chris Rock special did on Saturday night. And, you know, I asked around a little bit and people are like, oh, no, Netflix doesn't release those kinds of numbers. You know, yeah, so they usually do, they usually don't. Yeah. So I guess if you're bragging about eight million, you're that you're putting out there. If if you're not, yeah. if you're not like if, if the numbers aren't like super, super impressive, maybe you just don't. 
Netflix is uh, all the actors. Like I remember Brian Cranston and, and Jason Bateman from Ozark. Like they've all kind of complained about it, mm-hmm. how they just never release anything. Yeah. Anything. They, they have anything. They'll just be like, yeah, we're the number one trending show on Netflix. Cause that's all they give us. By the way, I uh, went back and watched the Chris Rock special again. Horrible. Just the worst thing I've ever seen. Absolutely. The worst, not funny in the slightest bit. I have to say that now, Browner, because when I went on the radio oh. yesterday in L.A., oh. when I went on the radio oh. yesterday in L.A. and said I thought it was absolutely hysterical, I thought it was brilliant, I thought what he said about uh, Will Smith was fantastic, every person who's not white buried me and said, Chris Rock is trying to appeal to you, Mr. Middle-Aged White Guy. That's what? why none of us, nobody who's Mexican, nobody who's African-American, Nobody thought it was funny other than you, Mr. Middle-Aged White Guy. So who is Chris Rock trying to appeal to? He's trying to appeal to you, Scott, not to brown person, black person. I was like, and and really what you do is like, I get called like, I mean, essentially I'm being called a racist for liking Chris Rock's special. And then Chris Rock is essentially being called, you know what he would be called because he was trying to appeal to me, to which I laugh and I go, who do you think Snoop Dogg's music is is trying to appeal to nowadays? Bro, you know? to, to call Chris Rock a Uncle Tom would be the furthest thing from the situation purely because the entire audience was black. The show was done in Baltimore. This is why his, the L.A. show is weird to me. I don't know who these people are. I really don't. What? What? They watch yeah. the special? Like... He did that for white people. So the jokes about Will Smith or his daughter being rich, like what? 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 I'm so confused. Huh? Oh my God. I'm just out of breath. I didn't realize that this guy was coming to work at my house. Freaking dog attacked him right away. You're a disaster. I'm going to do what Browner always says. I'm the only one that ever bails out on the show. You guys go. I'm a disaster. (laughs) I can't stop coughing. I'm dealing with all this. You guys take over. Peace out. <laughs> oh, this guy. Yes. Yes. Oh I'm God. not the only one. I'm not the only no, one. That's great. It's all that, that matters. So great. It's all that matters. That he's, now, so he's, great. Now, he's now got the walk-off title. It's on him now. It's on him now. Oh, wait. Oh. oh I knew he was coming oh. back. Fomo. I knew he was coming back. Fomo, what are you doing? I knew he was coming come back. On, Maybe Fomo. I'll come back. Maybe I'll come, come back. On. Come on. Come on. That's why I didn't even take him off camera. I know mm-hmm. when a, I, I know a real I, – I am the fake master. I saw – I smelt that fakeness right away. Freaking oh, – If you today? walk off the is, show – hit... Tuesday? Yeah. Yes, that's what we said. Like this it's guy Tuesday, usually bro. comes on Wednesday. Tuesday, yeah. bro. He comes on Tuesday every time. This happens yeah. every no, it's Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. It's not even my house. Dude, today's Tuesday, right? Yes. Today's Tuesday, I think this yes. guy comes on Wednesday. I'm pretty sure he comes Wednesdays. That's yeah. every Wednesday. You're always complaining about Wednesdays. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Maybe he's trying to throw the dog throw the dog off, you know? He's like, oh, I'm going to sneak sneak attack. I'm going to show up on Tuesday. Man, oh, man. This freaking yeah. dog is such a pain in my ass. He just needs to get one of those air blowers. And as soon as the dog comes running, it blows yeah. his little face off. And the thing is, the guy is petrified of the dog. The dog's this big. The dog is a little tiny nothing dog, but he's petrified of the dog. Kick that dog. No, he's, he's petrified of the owner. Why? That's he what he's petrified of. Petrified of me. Ain't trying to lose no money out of his pocket for kicking this little this dog. Uh, kick that little dog. <laughs> kick him. Uh, he, will, he can't uh, kick every dog at every house. So yeah. you just you'd rather not kick any dogs than kick every dog. So 
All right. Well, we're off to a shining start here today on this uh, professional operation. Hey, let me say this. Um, you, we started off, and and it's been a mess, of course, already. You were talking about the the Last of Us. I think that's what mm -hmm. it's called. Um, yes. I started talking about Chris Rock and how you know how God forbid I liked Chris Rock. All of a sudden, I'm a bad guy. You know. Um, but I would like to actually get into some stuff today that I think is more uh, relevant. Um, did I see a report today that Philip Rivers is ready to come out of retirement and come back to the mm. NFL? I mean, I thought our our colleague Rich Eisen came up with one of the most brilliant segments yesterday because Eisen obviously at the NFL Combine last week in Indianapolis. Eisen, you know, shaking hands with whoever is in India at St. Elmo's or whatever. So he had the segment yesterday where he did um, the five wildest reports slash rumors I heard in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. So all these Tom Brady's unretiring Lamar Jackson and the Ravens hate each other. I Aaron Rodgers or the Packers. The Packers don't want anything to do with Aaron Rodgers. I believe that. And yes, Philip Rivers last year, according to multiple. And he said this is like things according to Eisen. This isn't just things that he heard by one guy or one person. This is like rumblings in Indianapolis last week. It is basically confirmed that Phillip Rivers called both the 49ers and the Miami Dolphins with their quarterback injuries being like, yo, I'm ready to go. Really? Dang gummit. Well, wasn't there a time last year, I'm trying to remember who it was, um, that we talked about Rivers possibly being available in a candidate. I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was. Do, do you guys remember? There was a team, and I mean I, Indianapolis. I don't know if it so was they bench Matt Ryan. Didn't they? They went. I don't no, recall. I it was another New Orleans. Yes, that's yes, what it was. The Saints. New Orleans, right? The Saints. Yeah. Um, he's already there. Well, he's mm -hmm. down that way, yeah. and um, there was a moment where the Saints had all kinds of quarterback problems, and and we well, Taysom yeah, Hill started a game, right? But there was there was a, <laughs> I don't remember if it was Jameis Winston was out and hurt. And maybe Andy Dalton. They both was were hurt. hurt. Yeah, Andy it was, was when hurt. I, I James believe Winston Dalton. was hurt. Yeah. and then Taysom Hill was going to start the game. Well, Taysom Hill did start the game, and then the backup yeah. played a little bit too. It was terrible. I think um, th this these rumors that Eisen talked about yesterday, and um, like they don't sound that far fetched to me. You know, no, like when I when don't. I really look at them here, Alex, put them up on the screen if you don't mind, for everybody to kind of take a look at. Um, these are the Rich Eisen rumors. And as Alex points out, look, Rich is at the NFL Network. He's very dialed in. Um, he is the face of the NFL Network. I remember when Rich Eisen left ESPN to go to the NFL Network, and I was like, what is he doing? Because it was brand new. It was a start. Who knew that 20 years later, Rich Eisen would still be there and be the man? Philip Rivers reached out to the Niners and Dolphins. By the way, this is just a waste. Go ahead. You read these. I'll put my mic on mute. Go ahead. Okay, the Eisen rumors that Philip Rivers reached out to multiple teams about coming back being the 49ers and the Dolphins last season. The Chicago Bears, which I could have told you from day one, they're keeping Justin Fields and will trade the pick. Ravens and Lamar Jackson are far apart. The Packers are hopeful, hopeful Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to come back to Green Bay, which awesome, thanks. And Tom Brady may unretire, which everybody already knows but most importantly for this particular audience the fact that philip rivers can't hang it up is actually the story here the 49ers and the dolphins last season if i'm philip rivers 
I'm coming back to the Dolphins. I'm not really coming back to the 49ers because their offense is set a different way. I'm coming back to the Dolphins. I would have walked from my house to wherever the Dolphins play, Rock and Roll Stadium, to throw to Tyreek Hill. Rock, Rock and Roll, roll Stadium. stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I believe oh, it. I, I believe that Phillip Rivers could have very easily been making calls throughout the year. And in fact, the if he did, it almost surprises me that these teams didn't work him out. You know, uh, I would think San Francisco in particular would be like, yo, we just need a smart guy who understands how to run an offense and doesn't have to have a cannon of an arm. Cause in Miami, you got to be able to throw the ball deep. Mm-hmm. You sure can't. Um, well, you say that, but I mean, I think Tua threw the ball just fine last year. I, I mean, can you cite some examples of where Tua just wasn't able to reach guys? He just couldn't get it. Cause I can't think of, of any examples. I mean, obviously, I don't have any video off the top of my hand, but I remember all these touchdown catches, guys having to slow down to catch the ball. Those, well, I mean, those aren't you, strong arm throws. If you think if you think Tua doesn't have a strong arm, I mean, Rivers at this point of his career, and he also don't have, true. He don't have a cannon. But I could also see true. Rivers. I, I could see Rivers because how old do you think he is now? He's got to be pushing 40. Yeah, probably. You know? But, but if you keep turning on the TV, you see Tom Brady throwing eight-yard passes, 10-yard passes, you go, hell, I could do that. Right. I mean, look at look at the Bucks' offense. Like Mike Evans, every now and then, Chris Godwin, every now and then. But most of it is short passes, short passes. Ne- nothing ever gets sacked because he gets rid of the ball. So there you go. I'm, I'm, Rivers, Rivers I'm is forty-one. Rivers is forty-one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. I mean, Rivers he just turned forty-one in December. Rivers wanting to come back. I I could buy that. In other words, of the rumors that Eisen put out yesterday, Rivers calling other teams. I could buy that. Um, Ravens and Lamar Jackson far apart. We're going to find out today at some point what's going to happen with, with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And I do I do think they're far apart. I mean, listening to their GM the other day, they've been doing this for two years. And and when somebody asked him, well, since this dance has been going on for two years, you guys have a contingency plan? The GM was like, yeah, of course. Like, we, we understand that this is a realistic possibility because – We've been dancing for two years. I could see where the Ravens and the and, and Lamar Jackson are really far apart. As far as the Packers um, and, and maybe wanting Aaron Rodgers to move on, their general manager, I think it was a big media setup, but he, him talking about Jordan Love being ready to go now, to me, that's his way of combating Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I don't want to hold people up. I'm not really sure. I feel like the Packers are saying, leave. We're, we got somebody who's ready. And even if Jordan Love's not ready, they're saying it to him to maybe get him to come back, possibly. Tom Brady unretiring. I mean, I know it would be terribly embarrassing because he said on the beach this year, this is it. Last year I had my teary-eyed, my teary-eyed retirement. Not going to do that again. I could see it. I could see Tom Brady coming back. Of, of all of these rumors that Eisen put, put out there, I, I kind of buy them all. Yeah, especially the Aaron Rodgers one because he is speaking right. to the Jets. You are not allowed to speak to another team unless your current team lets you go speak to another team. So the, the Packers clearly are – if they wanted him back, why would they let mm-hmm. him talk to the Jets? They don't want him back. And I, it is time They should have done it a year earlier. All these, things, all these things on the list, they're not really that outrageous or that far-fetched. The only one that I saw and I was like, what was the Phillip Rivers one? Because you knew the Bears were going to, well, I knew, most people knew that the Bears were going to trade the pick and all that talk was just busted to get people interested in the number one pick. I also knew Lamar Jackson was super far apart in his negotiations because if he wasn't, he'd have signed already. 
Tom Brady unretiring. The guy is an addict, okay? He's an addict. He loves football. He's not giving it up until you take it away from him. So the only thing I saw on that list when it was, was when he read the Philip Rivers news, I was like, what? Why, bro? I thought I thought you was done. I thought it was a probably because probably because Rivers realized he retired a little early. Yeah. Like he still could have played. He he mm-hmm. he could have kept on going. All right, look, we got a lot to get to today. Uh Padres played the Dodgers yesterday in spring training. We want I want to get into that a little bit. Um and, and a whole bunch of other stuff today. Like, you know, we're talking about quarterbacks. Yesterday, Derek Carr signed with New Orleans. And Geno Smith re-signed with Seattle. And I'd like to get to those two stories and those two contracts. Plus, coming up, Casey Stern has become a fan favorite around here, talking baseball from a national perspective. Want to hear what Casey thinks about all the hate that seems to be coming the Padres' way. Stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. We welcome you back inside the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. Along with Grande and the Brown Man, this is Kaplan and Crew. Whether you're listening on radio, watching on TV, YouTubing, get involved in our YouTube live chat and uh, audio podcast. Casey Stern's about to join us because Casey Stern has become a fan favorite around here. You know him from the Unfiltered Podcast with Casey Stern. And um, when we, we start talking about the Padres and the Dodgers in this game that they played yesterday in spring training, I, I was kind of hoping we could get from Casey more of a, um, I don't know, an East Coast perspective. It just seems to me, just reading reports and and social media posts, it seems like so many people who are baseball fans are like offended by what the Padres have done. Maybe it's my misread on this, or maybe it's just a local reading, you know, but it's as if the Yankees spend or the Mets spend or the Dodgers spend or the Cubs spend, you know, like major market teams, if they spend outrageous money on salaries, everybody's like, yeah, okay, well, that's fine. But when the Padres do it, people are like, how, why? Because the Padres are supposed to be like the Pirates or the Reds or the Rays or the Royals. And I don't I, maybe Casey will tell us differently. I hope he does. But um, I don't. It just seems very weird that the Padres are getting so much. I think negative blowback for all the spending that they've done and may still be doing. So here's Casey Stern from the Unfiltered Podcast with Casey Stern. Hey, Case, how are you, man? What's going on, Scott? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well. Hey, by the way, I want you to know something. Um, I've been following yeah. your tweets here recently, and uh, yeah. one of them most recently said a year ago was the worst day of my life. I don't know what was going on in your life. Yeah, but I will just say this: everything that you're sending out via Twitter that that you're feeling um yeah on the receiving end okay i'm getting it and and i'm loving it actually i appreciate you man yeah man ah, look I, look I, I say this all the time and i i feel like it, it's important and you know when i was you know xm and at turner I, you know I, I was involved in a lot of product projects that we did talking about anxiety and mental health and i think it's important that people realize that like as guys we're all locked in and tuned into sports. And we got this idea that like, we're not supposed to be humans. Like, you know, we don't sit there and have the same issues, same problems, uh, same, you know, 
tendencies, let's say, off the air, right off the field court ice. And I think it's important to talk about the fact that not everything always going to go great, but you got to keep your head up and move forward. And that's not just for athletes that we talk about in our daily life, whether we cover it like you and I do or whether we watch it like we all do or whether you're an athlete yourself. We're all human. We're all the same. So for me, kind of cutting that out and normalizing the fact that it, it doesn't have to be on Dr. Phil, right, for a few guys mm -hmm. to sit there and have a conversation who could be sports guys about real life expletive right real life stuff uh, to me if i can normalize that in any way i want to do it yeah casey sure. put out a tweet and he pinned it he says a year ago today was arguably the worst day of my life today i'm blessed grateful healthy and motivated if you're down don't stay down if you were put down don't stay down don't let anyone steal your spirit ever and um what i always say is is whatever your biggest problem is today a year from now it will be nothing that's right you know so yeah as long as you work day by day and, and you know take one day at a time you know for me it's like yeah, everybody, whether it's it's family, you could deal with illnesses, you know, all, all sorts of tragedies and things that, that in our own lives we all go through. At the end of the day, we're in such a world now in social media where we all put each other down and, and everybody getting on each other instead of empowering each other, everybody separated instead of together. For me, if we can motivate the opposite direction and kind of be the change instead of talking about it, because look, it's, it's nice to, to give thoughts and prayers. I think we all do that. But if we can, on a day to day basis, right, treat each other differently, I think we'll get to a better place. So it's something, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, just like you, I love sports, what I'm all about, just like you got kids, I'm a family guy. But if there's anything that we could ever do to kind of help other people we don't know, I think that's a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, nobody seems to want to do that lately. I was telling the no. guys earlier, because no. uh, me and Browner yesterday, we're talking about how much we both love the Chris Rock special on Saturday night. I haven't and, seen it yet. Was it oh good? My God. I thought, well, hold on. I thought it was hilarious. Then I made the terrible <laughs> mistake. I made the, I made the terrible <laughs> mistake of going on the radio up in LA I and telling everybody how much I loved it. And I was called, you know, and then I, I was beaten up by everybody because uh, I'm just a middle-aged white guy. And that's who Chris Rock is trying to appeal to. And not only were they beating up on me for liking the Chris Rock special, they were yeah. beating up on Chris Rock because he's trying to appeal to a guy like me. And I'm saying to myself, hey, people, do you guys understand that Snoop Dogg does TV shows with Martha Stewart? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're friends. Snoop Dogg, the, the, the gangster life that Snoop Dogg grew up in and then rapped about, he wanted something better. So he became a spokesperson for Corona Beer, and he's sitting on a beach with Andy Samberg. He's doing cooking shows with Martha Stewart. So you're knocking me for liking Chris Rock, and you're knocking Snoop Chris also, Rock. Snoop also has an Affirmations album. So, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Snoop has a children's affirmation album. Yeah. I also Look it own up. Like, it's a, a Snoop real thing. I also own a Snoop Dogg cookbook, and surprisingly, it is not a THC cookbook. It is just regular, old-fashioned food. Yeah, so. it go along with it, I bet. But yeah. it's probably fantastic. Look, yeah. end of the day, it's like, you know, you know, I know we're in a different conversation, but maybe a more important one. But whether you're a comedian or whether you do what we do, or we're talking about, you know, any kind of performer, you're always trying to hit every demographic. If you're not, you're an idiot, and you're not going to be successful. So the idea that I've watched especially, and I love Chris Rock, right? To me, the big piece of chicken is the greatest individual bit of comedy that wasn't done by George Carlin ever, because I'm a Carlin guy. Me too. I but to me, if, if you sit there and you're not trying to hit a demographic that is outside of what you would say your wheelhouse might be, right? Or you're then you're an idiot. I mean, that's part of performing. That's part of why he and everybody, Kevin Hart, anybody who's successful, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, any of these comedians, they're out there in the audience finding all different kinds of people because that's the way you're going to go ahead and be successful. Yeah. So 
that idea is stupid that people are on it. I, I did hear, though, I did, ironically, the only thing I know about it is from scrolling Twitter and being like, oh, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. It wasn't funny. I never laughed once. So you, you probably got hit hard. For Dude, I, I mean, God <laughs> God forbid, I have, I'm i a Chris Rock fan, and I thought he Me was too. really funny. I love and Chris I thought Rock. that his response to Will Smith was really, really great. What a terrible person I am. Oh, my God. Anyway, Casey Stern is here, and uh, Casey talks baseball, not necessarily comedy. Uh, although he can talk yeah. about pretty much anything. <laughs> Casey, I, I, I started this whole thing off by by mentioning how the Padres seem to be perceived nationally. You're back yep. east. You're in New York. I am curious. You know, what? how do people or what do you think people perceive the Padres to be? Because I, I sense that outside of San Diego, whether it's Dodger fans, Mets fans, Phillies fans, just generally baseball reporter types. People seem to be like, um, maybe this word's too strong, but almost offended. How dare they, small market Padres, spend this kind of money? And where the hell did they get all this money? What do you think? Well, first of all, it, there's a, a few things here. Number one, the teams that you mentioned before, before you, you brought me on, when you're talking about the Rays, Reds, Twins, right? You mentioned the Pirates. You can throw a bunch of others in there. They all got money. You don't a baseball team. I don't think think of the worst team you could think. Right? The Reds are terrible, right? They're, they cost a lot of money. I mean, these owners are rich, right? So the idea that they can't go ahead and spend above and beyond their margins like they aren't now is ridiculous. So there should be more owners like what the Padres have in their ownership that aren't in New York, L.A., or Chicago that are spending. That's number one. Number two, we're always jealous of as fans, and I think in the media too, covering or watching teams that can't do the things other teams can do. And I would take the Mets out of the group you mentioned. Cause I think, look in this sport, we're always used to the Yankees. Now we're getting used to the Mets spending money, but growing up in New York and I'm in Atlanta now for eight years, but growing up in New York and covering sports there, I can tell you and covering the Mets, they were always the little brother. The Yankees always spent money. Mets were never able to do that when the will puns were there. So it was always like, Hey, the Mets should spend more, but the Yankees to your point, that's okay. I think you're dealing with a Yankee Met thing with the Dodgers and the Padres being in that area. I think people are just looking at L.A. and they say, well, it's the Dodgers. It's beautiful. It's Chavez Ravine. They're supposed to win. Look at what they represent. They, they spent all this money, and they won eight, nine division titles in a row. And here come the Padres. Who the hell do they think they are is the way that the approach seems to be on the outside. It's jealousy. End of the day, absolute jealousy. They are afraid of you. Dodger fans are afraid of the Padres now because you got mm -hmm. talent and you got money and only they're supposed to have that, right? You're supposed to be hanging out with the Diamondbacks, sitting there in therapy, thinking about the Dodgers, not worrying about how to beat them in a division. I think it's jealousy more than anything else, for sure. What do you think is going to happen now? So if, if what you're saying is right, and I think that actually you are right in a lot of ways, um, what do you think happens now? from the Padres with Juan Soto, because now there's been, I, I wouldn't call them reports, but I would just call them conversations that the Padres could actually get this Juan Soto deal done perhaps before the season starts. But then there's been these other, again, I don't know if I'll call them reports, but conversations about this has to be something over the top, massive, impressive to get Juan Soto and his agent, Scott Boris to even consider something like this. So just make a prediction. Do the Padres do anything with Juan Soto? this year 
I think they're going to try. The fact that they got Machado locked in, I think a lot of people look at it and say, well, maybe that means they're less inclined or likely to lock up Soto because of the amount of dollars, but I don't think so. I think it more sells Soto on the idea of why are you going to go out there into the open market? Who knows what teams could even afford you if you're looking for four, $450 million, whatever he wants. And you've already got a scenario where we've got money. We'll pay you top dollar. And now we have the growth of our young players along with Machado, who's locked in. And we paid Xander Bogarts all that money. And you're going to finish things off, if you will, for us to be at the top of the list in terms of teams with a chance to win the World Series now for years to come. You don't have a guarantee to any of those teams. We're better right now suited than the Yankees are to pay you and to win. We're better suited than the Giants who are going to have money, right, would be certainly to win, even if they could offer you the same money. So I think it puts them in a better spot. But to your point, I think you have to also think about the player and it's everybody gets on Scott and, you know, it looks if this is not Scott Morris's fault. This is anybody in that spot. If you know that you're worth what Juan Soto knows he's worth, you're most likely going to let yourself go out there and speed date and play that field because that bidding war going to earn you more money and you still could probably choose wherever you want to go. How do you cut that off? The only way to do it is to offer more than enough money, have it be so exponentially bigger that you don't have a choice but to, let's say, go back to the Marlon Brando, you know, an offer you can't refuse. I think you got to understand from the player standpoint that a lot of us in that scenario would go out to market and free agency just like he probably will. Sal, but a lot was made about him turning down that Nationals offer without really looking at the Nationals offer as a whole. They're, they were basically up the creek without a paddle. Their mm-hmm. ownership situation was weird. And they, right. came, they came to him with an offer. It was a big, fat offer. But you have to look beyond that. And they thought as a young man, he would probably just take the money. But as a businessman, he was kind of like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Who's going to own the team after this? What's the team going to look like around me after this? And so the fact that people are saying that he wants this massive number, which he might, Scott Boris might be trying to set the market, but set the market versus who? Because we all know Otani is going to get the biggest offer ever given to a baseball player or an athlete playing sports, period. Yep, two things. One, I'm with you on Soto, and I think it's a great point because, you know, first of all, the, the Nationals didn't offer that exorbitant enough number for him to, let's also be fair, lock into playing in D.C. versus the chances to be in New York or L.A. and to be a star. Soto's got that smile, that swag, that charisma, and that age. The other part is the player that we saw play in D.C. is deserving of that money, right, of being that highest guy. We haven't seen that yet in San Diego, so let's also Correct. be fair about that. That we The agree other with. part I would say, Right. The other part I would say is on Otani. Look, I've been saying this every, and I, you know, I see it, and I, I know Bob Nightingale a long time, and you know, he's one of the guys who I see come out there. You know, Padres will be in on Otani. Padres ownership have shown enough that they're willing to spend. They want to win. So if you want to do both those things, how could you not be in on Otani? But I would be forget hard pressed to believe, forget stunned, forget shocked. I would be like nearly like I mean flatlined if it's anyone other than Mets, Yankees. Dodgers, Mariners. I don't think Otani, I don't think there's literally a chance he plays for any other team than those four. Why? Because he is one of one. He's one of one in the history of this sport. And one of one means whatever you make dollar-wise when you are in uniform, you are going to then make an exponential, ridiculous amount of money when you're outside it. You can't do that with the Angels and wearing those colors, but you can in actual L.A. being a Dodger. You will. I think he'll be a Yankee for sure, my own opinion, as a Yankee. And I think you'll see him and Judge on every commercial for the rest of time. I think he'll be a Yankee. 
But the Mets, with Steve Cohen all that money, also put you in New York. And for me, Seattle, there's a huge tie because of the demographic, because of each row yes. for him that they're going to at least have, have a really good shot, I think, to have him there. I don't think San Diego can offer him anything those four teams can't because all the weather and all the things they can offer in L.A., it's not Hollywood. And this guy can be Hollywood and make a bazillion dollars being in that market and being in the L.A. market. You can't offer him New York if that's where he wants to go and be in the bright lights. And that's why I don't think the Mets can outbid the Yankees. I don't think he'll be in that. I do think it'll be a Yankee personally, but I look at Otani. And if you're in a one of one, literally in the history of this game, there are no Babe Ruth. There's no Mickey Mantle. There's no Mike Trout. This is the only dude, and you got a shot to make money in the landscape of today and social media and everything else that we've got going and the way these guys brand and make money. In baseball, you can't do that. Why Russell Westbrook can be the 30th or 40th best player and make a bazillion dollars off the court and everybody wearing his jersey. Otani, the one dude literally in this sport who can do that, he's not going to try and pull that off in San Diego, in my opinion. That's no disrespect. San Diego may be the most beautiful city in the country. I think the Mariners are going to be the, the secret team that no one saw yeah. coming that's in they it to the shot. end. Now, I don't know if they'll get him, but I think the Mariners are going to give it an honest shot with every penny that they're going to look under every couch cushion yep. to give him they got a shot. everything that they got. Yeah, I agree. Yep. They hey, got a shot. And they got Julio Rodriguez, too. Yeah. Going back to the Soto thing, just because he's here, yep. you know, we get to worry about him for two years. Of course. Well, I made the argument, I, I don't know when, last week, that I think a Juan Soto extension starts where Aaron Judge got. And I yeah. make that argument because a it's Scott Boris, and b he's seven years younger than him. Yeah, he's a World Series champion. Yep, two two time you know what like silver three time silver slugger. Like the kid is just an incredible hitter. They don't agree with me. These two, he's a better hitter than Aaron Judge. You're right, I mean, he's he just doesn't hit home runs. He's a way better hitter than Aaron Judge for sure. So do you think if you're looking at resetting the market, yeah, isn't that where it starts? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you got nine for 360 for Aaron Judge, but let's not forget, he got offered 400, right? Right. By so, this team here. Correct. Thank <laughs> you. So he got offered 400. If you're going to pay 400 for Aaron Judge, who can't go win the home run record for you, he already won it, right? So all that gets along with that, at the end of that season, all that money you're making, it's already been made in New York. So you're paying for what you got. You were willing to pay for 400 for a guy who, for those nine years, was probably going to be DHing for you for six of them. All right. And it's way older than Soto, way more power. Great dude, but not nearly the hitter that Juan Soto is. For me, there's no doubt in my mind, none, that this number will start with a four. Unless the only caveat to that is if he doesn't sign before the season, he plays it out. He has a subpar year. Machado and Tatis Jr. outplay him. He looks like an all-star, but not Soto, like Soto who's with Trout and Otani and everybody else in some other category, which is what Soto looked like right a year and a half ago. If he doesn't look like that guy, then no. But if Soto plays the capability he played in in D.C., which is very possible because he did it for four or five years and did it at 19 before he came to San Diego. If he does that, he's making at least $400 million, at least. Yeah, we're talking to Casey Stern this afternoon. The podcast is called Unfiltered with Casey Stern. Um, and, and, you know, we Browner and I have argued that you don't sign Soto yet. You you give it the year to see what he is. Does he go back to who he was? Or is he the guy that we saw in a Padre uniform last year? I say that. We put those videos on social media, and everybody's like, you're wrong, moron. If you can get him signed now, you sign him. And I, I listen, I, I'm willing to accept the the argument that 
if you've got Machado, Bogarts, and Tatis already signed for the next 11 mm -hmm. years, mm -hmm. maybe you should sign Juan Soto to an 11, 12, 13 million or 13 well, year deal. To Casey's point, if the number starts with a four because of the season he had last year, if he goes back and reverts to DC Soto, doesn't that number start with a five? Uh, I don't know about a five, but it's certainly going to be higher yeah. because I'm with you on what I think exactly what you said is where people need to go. First of all, th these conversations never come down to what guys deserve or should, because this is all crazy money. Right. So we got to forget about that. It's about the benchmarks that are set. They offered Aaron Judge four hundred million dollars. Scott Boris, if he gets up for 370, is going to turn around and say, wait a minute, you offered a guy who's older and everything we just discussed, right? So if it's San Diego, especially, they already have got to start with a four or at least got to be 370, but all you got to do is like stay alive for like the contract, right? <laughs> Something that's easy, right? Something that's easy to get to, okay? Because you got to be able to come out and get four. Just to, to give you an idea of a comp for that, when Scott signed the deal with Max in D.C., it was 210 in quotes, but it really wasn't. It was far less than that. But he had to go through this hoop, that hoop, and do all these things. He got to be at least able to say it's four if it's Soto. But I will tell you that I don't think your point is crazy. It depends on these players are investments. They're like stocks. So if you think that you can, and I don't know, we're not in the talks. But if based on the money now, you think, hey, look, we know Soto going to turn back be that dude. Because, look, it's not easy to go from where he was in the middle of a season. This is not easy what he tried to do. He's going to be way better. Look at what Lindor looked like when he went from Cleveland, right, to then go to the Mets. In the first year, he was awful. And last year, he was terrific, nearly an MVP candidate. Soto going to be okay. So to the point of where the fans may be, Scott, they're thinking, well, geez, we could, we could buy a little bit low, quote, unquote, and maybe save a little money because he's not coming off that dynamic year versus he shows that year he's an MVP, let's say, and then we're up, you know, what's creek without a paddle. Right. But that's the dice roll that you make. Right. Which guy is he going to be? And by the way, we're talking about saving maybe $34 million, but not between 40 total and 80 total, between like 400 total and 440 total. Yeah. So at that point, what risk are you willing to take? Because those I, are the kind of numbers you're looking for. Hey, hey, Alex, yeah, I know we, we got 30 go. seconds. Go ahead, Alex. Yes or no? You're, just quick. Who's better on paper right now, Dodgers or Padres? I think the Padres are are better on paper if Tatis Jr. is your comeback player of the year, which he should be. He's got the talent to be. Yeah. There you go. Casey Stern. Hey, by the way, Casey, you should check out either our bio on our Twitter, uh, Kaplan okay. and Crew, or our website, Kaplan and Crew. I know your shirt, uh, uh, prospects are cool, but parades are cooler. Yes. Our yes. new shirt is the Seidler Sustainable. Because everybody's asking the question, <laughs> are the Padres sustainable? We've I like this, that. It, dude, it's hilarious. We'll, we'll I like that. I will check it out. Hey, I Casey, I'll check thank it out, you for, uh, thanks for the 20 minutes here today. This Anytime, has been a great conversation. Man. We'll look forward to talking to you all baseball season long. Anytime, buddy. You will. Right, appreciate you. All right, we're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios. Everybody stick around. we got a lot more to get to. That was an awesome conversation with Casey Stern. Stay with us, everybody. This is Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Hey everybody, I'm breaking in here at halftime. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of quick things. Number one, so if you go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, you obviously know, everybody watching on YouTube, everybody listening on, on uh, audio podcast, you guys know that we have our merch shop. Well, I was flipping through Twitter and I saw another radio show and I didn't know who these guys were, so I clicked on their, their profile. And what I noticed was that they had their merch available on their Twitter bio. And I thought, geez, now that's a smart idea. Something I'd never thought of. I'd never seen it before. I sent it over to Alex and I said, Hey, can we do this? And Alex was like, let me try. If you go to the Kaplan and crew Twitter feed and you click on our bio, 
our merch is now available for you on Twitter. So Alex, what happens? Like you, you, cause all I did was see it and suggest it. You actually executed this. So what happens? Like you, now you can see all of our merch and then you just, you click on it and it takes you right to our website. Is that what happens? Oh, wow. Yep. We're watching this all go down right now. This is super cool. So when you get to our website, you can see that this uh, Seidler sustainable shirt is $23.99, but this week it's 20% off. I mean, we didn't know this. Alex, what's the name of the company we work with? That's uh, our Spreadshop. Spreadshop. So these guys, they just do random discounts and we didn't even know about it. They don't even send us an email like, hey, guys, tell your audience it's 20% uh, off this week. We didn't even know until we looked at it ourselves. So if you want some of the Kaplan and Crew merch, could be a coffee mug, could be a ball cap, could be any one of our T-shirts, um, you're going to get 20% savings this week. So um, I always say this to you, you know, we don't make much money. From this, if, if a T-shirt is $23.99 and you're saving uh, 20% and you get it down to like 17, 18 bucks, I mean, we're going to make $1.50. So it's not like we're making any real money from this. We just want you guys to be brand ambassadors. We want you to be out there rocking our gear. So please, uh, whether it's on our Twitter bio or on our website, kaplanandcrew.com, the Kaplan and Crew merch shop is open and it's 20% savings this week. Take advantage, y'all. Let's get back to it. Hey, great friends. It is Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. We just had a great conversation with Casey Stern. You know, Casey's a guy who you've seen so many times uh, on, on so many different platforms. You know, he did NBA studio work forever on Turner. He's done so much with the MLB network and, uh, and now he's got his own podcast, which, you know, I mean, it's, it's a common thing to say. Everybody's got their own podcast, but his podcast unfiltered is one of those baseball insider podcasts that it seems like a lot of uh, baseball management type of people kind of listen to. Cause he's got that sort of insight. Um, I don't know about you guys, Grande and Brown, man. I, I think Casey's great. I think uh, it was a terrific conversation. I think we'll talk to him many times during the baseball season. Uh, Alex, I loved your question at the end, which is on paper, who's better, the Padres or the Dodgers? That will irritate the hell out of Dodger fans when they see that. <laughs> um, just yeah, because he all, comes from it. You know, besides, I think he's, I think he's a Mets fan, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah. So besides him picking the Mets to beat the Padres in the wild card, he's pretty unbiased, which is I find very rare for a New York fan. Mm -hmm. They just kind of always go New York, New York, New York. And him saying, even him even bringing up Seattle for Otani, I think is refreshing to hear that it's not just the big names. I think Seattle's working on some crazy stuff. I would be shocked personally if Otani ends up here. I would be With the Padres? stunned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stunned. Yeah. If too. he ends up here, I am just hopeful he doesn't end up in Dodger Blue. Well, I mean, Casey <laughs> says he thinks that it's like an automatic that he's going to go to the Yankees. Uh, because even though the Mets can offer that kind of money, they're not the number one primary brand in New York. And when you think about the most historic brand in baseball, you think about the Yankees. I would say secondarily, you probably think about the Dodgers. And if he's happy where he's at in Southern California, like his lifestyle, yeah. uh, you know, moving from Anaheim to L.A. or even just commuting from wherever he may live to L.A. doesn't seem that far-fetched. The other part of it is is the um, – you know, the culture of L.A., you know, the, the diversity of L.A. I could see him being a part of all of that. Um, but, but he's already in L.A. Well, yeah, <laughs> as we all know. But I, I think the other part of Browner, you brought it up, is, you know, the Seattle part of it. Like when he says Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, I say, OK, those all seem reasonable. When you say Seattle, I ask the question, why would he be considering Seattle? 
And, you know, Browner, you brought it up also that, you know, there's that Ichiro connection to the Mariners organization. And that perhaps makes the Mariners, um, you know, puts them in consideration for Otani. We'll see. Do you think Otani just goes like Machado did, like whoever gives him the most? Or do you think that he's actually going to put winning as a priority? See, the Mariners were good. The Mariners made the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. The Yankees, right. the Yankees are in the playoffs. The Mets were in the playoffs. The Mets won 100 freaking games. Right. But, you know, but I'm saying, like, do you think that it's whoever gives him the most gets him? No, or do you think, think so. he'll do the Aaron no. Judge and be like, I want to go no. back to New York? I don't think it'll be the person who gives him the most money. I think it'll be the people who give them, A, the best presentation, and, two, where he feels the most comfortable. And I think that's why Seattle will have a chance. Because if, you, if you're like him, you grew up in a place completely unlike where you live now, you want to be around people who look like you. You want to eat the same. You want to try to eat foods that you're familiar with. You want to try to walk the streets and see people like you. Like you want this to be the last stop because this is a 10-year, 15-year deal we're looking at. This ain't a three- or four-year deal. This is this is the life of his career now. And if he's going to make that decision, it's solely going to be based on comfort within his life because the baseball season is long and it sucks. So you want to be in a place where you're happy. <laughs> it sucks. So I, I know, right? Like, I mean, it does. Hey, hey players, I mean, you, you like the baseball season? You play professionally, you make $400 million. Nah, it sucks, it sucks, man. I hate it. it sucks. They all do don't think? make that money. What do you no, think, Scott? You think he's going to the highest bidder? No, I don't think he's going to the highest bidder because I think that it doesn't matter if you're the Mets, the Yankees, or the Dodgers. And I guess if you want to throw the Mariners in, I think the problem that the Mariners will have is, is that to pay Otani what they might have to pay him might mean that they won't have money to pay other guys and therefore he'll be in the same situation he's in with the Angels right now. If you're going to talk about traditional winners, I would start off with the Yankees and the Dodgers. If the Mets are going to blow me away by giving me more than the Yankees or the Dodgers are offering and it's 600 million versus 500 million, then maybe I got to go consider the Mets. But I think that it really does come down to the Yankees and the Dodgers. Um, because I, asked, I think I think both I think two things will be at work. Can I win, and can I make a lot of money? The can I make a lot of money? The answer is yes. Yes, you, right. You can make like, a lot of money like, in Seattle or San Diego. You can like make he that said, same if he money. just stays Correct. alive through this year, he's going to get paid. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But I asked the question the because line. if you know if you believe the reports before he signed the Angels, he would have been a Padre if there was a DH here. Right. You just said it. If you believe the reports, right. I'll be honest with you. I mean, um, Padres went all in. Remember, I know like, they but hired I like they like they 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 were doing all they could to get that guy. But I never believed at the time yeah. that the Padres had a real chance. I to was get just him. about to say at the time. It's important to put that in there. Yeah. At the time, I never believed the Padres had a legitimate chance to get Otani because there was no Manny Machado and there was no Fernando Tatis and there was no Bogarts and there was no Soto. All there was was Will Myers and. Maybe Eric Hosmer, if I'm getting my chronology right. Yeah. You know, they're they're just the Padres were not in a position back then to prove to a player that we're going to be winners. No one would have believed that when the Padres were going after the Padres Otani. are in on all these Japanese Korean guys, though. You know, they paid a lot of money to get Hassan Kim here. They tried to get Suzuki, who ended up going to the Cubs. They tried to get Otani, who ended up going to the Angels. And the and the Padres dropped an, an incredible amount of money on international players. They just pit, broke a record for this Ethan Salas catcher who's 16 years old, who has already been said he's a future Hall of Famer by some baseball heads out there. So I think I I think I don't believe he was close because there was never a DH here. 
But do I think that they were willing to do whatever it took to get him? Yes. And now do I think I that times 10? Yes. Like, do I think Here's that they reason. would do whatever? I don't think they could outspend the other teams, but do I think that they'll make his life the top grade, top shelf life as possible here? Yes. I think that I think the Padres had a chance, not because of then, because of what we see now. Maybe they had the opportunity to explain to him the building blocks and the vision that they saw going forward, and he would have been the first brick in this wall as opposed to Manny being. Like, if we're talking about putting pillars down for foundation instead of Manny being the first guy, Otani would have been the first guy, then Manny would have been the second guy, and then the domino would have failed as so forth. But it ended up being because if the reports are true, we didn't have a DH, so then he had to go to Anaheim, which he was like, ah, well, what's that other place a couple miles up? Uh, let's go there. Whatever. Let me, let me ask you guys one more Otani question. Because I find this – I think Otani is the most interesting story in all of baseball. Not Juan Soto. Not Tatis. I think the future of Otani is the story. Any chance the Angels are good this year and he stays? I find that hard no. to believe. Because, no. you know, Rendon is healthy. A lot. Rendon is healthy, yeah. supposedly, for how long? I don't know. Mike Trout is healthy. I don't. I think he fixed his back. You know, they, they, they got some free agents. They got pitchers now. You know, they went out and got, like, these mid guys. They didn't go out and get the big tier guys like they're, they're used to getting splashy. They went out there, and they got guys like Brandon Drury's there now. You know, he was really good for the Padres when he was here. They got um, – was it Tyler Anderson from the Dodgers, yeah. the pitcher. So they went out, and they got, like, pieces. Is there And they weren't terrible under Nevin after they kind of figured it out. They weren't awful. Remember, like, every time Otani pitched, they were winning. So – is there any chance the Angels become a playoff team this year? And he's like, you know what? I like it. Let's keep going. I don't see it. I don't see it. I really don't. I think that when he when he looks at Yankee Stadium or he looks at Dodger Stadium um, or even if he looks at City Field where the Mets play. Petco. And, he, and Petco um, or in Seattle. Um, he looks at those ballparks um, and he looks at Angel Stadium. He considers ownership. Which, you know, just mm -hmm. you know, a few months ago, Artie Moreno was supposed to be selling the Angels. People were excited about that. Now he's keeping the Angels. I just think... Because you're talking about a 10-year deal. Yeah, I just think all in all, I think if you're Otani, I really think like Casey thinks. Casey thinks the Yankees. I think the Yankees are the Dodgers. And, and, and the reason I don't put the Padres number one is because they've already spent so much money. And, by the way, if, if the Padres do sign Soto, then they will have had, you know, they'll have committed, you know, 1.5, 1.7 billion dollars to like four or five guys. I just, I just don't see the Padres having just purely unlimited amounts of money to go out and get Soto. If put it this way, if the Padres sign Soto, I will tell you, no chance they're getting Otani. If the Padres don't sign Soto, they'll be all in on trying to get Otani. And then it really I think that's what the holdup is. I honestly believe it. I think that's what the holdup is. I think they want to sign Soto, but they also want to see what happens with Otani, and they're probably trying to feel that out. That's why they're not giving Soto the money, because other than that, what would be the reason to not give him the money? What Casey said, which was he, what you saw from Soto in Washington is not yet what we've seen from Soto in San Diego. And mm -hmm. before you go and give him some outlandish contract, wouldn't you just like to have some assurance that he'll come back to who he was. And and he mentioned. Well, uh, I've said that. You've said that. Right. But he's, but he mentioned that, you know, Lindor 
And right, didn't he say he talked about how yeah. Francisco Lindor, how he went from first year not really that great, Cleveland. you know, to to New York, right? He went from Cleveland to New York, yes. not really that great in the middle of the season. Then last year, nearly an MVP candidate. He's like, so he got comfortable, you know. I'm gonna throw another team out there. All right, the Astros for Otani. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm. Because they are smart with their money. They don't have 300 million dollar contracts, but they got a lot of contracts. On the on the shelf, That's and they've uh, spent money, and I know they, they got, have, and I know they got Jordan Alvarez, who is you know MVP type, and he plays DH, but that dude plays outfield too. That dude played sixty games in the outfield last year. I'm just gonna throw. I don't think the Astros get any sort of run for these big name guys because obviously they lost Correa, hate them. and people hate them. But I think the Astros are one of the best run franchises. I mean, they they won the World Series last year. He wants to go win. That's a great point. I don't see it. I don't see Houston a as a landing point. spot. And I, I, it goes back to what Casey said. Um, he thinks the Yankees, because he sees Judge and Otani in every commercial from now until the end of time. Yeah. And even though Otani is a monster international superstar, it's not that he, he wouldn't be in Houston. It's just that he would be that much more in New York. That's all. Yeah. All right. So listen, hey, um, this segment of the show is being brought to us by our friends at iThriveMD, 858-240-1497, 858-240-1497. Alex, today's Tuesday. Are you taking the injection today or are you waiting till tomorrow? Because I know you got uh, I'm taking day. it today because I'm out of here. So I'm, I will. I haven't taken it yet, but I will take it today. Yes. Okay. And so we're now at yesterday. You said 42 pounds of total weight loss so far. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Truly amazing. If you go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, and you click on iThrive, you'll learn all about the iThrive Lean program. If you don't have the knowledge to change your diet, if you don't have the discipline to change your diet, if you don't have the time to work out the way you need to, to lose the kind of weight, if you don't have the time, energy, and bandwidth to completely change your life to lose 40 or 50 pounds, I mean, people are finding tremendous success with iThrive Lean. Alex has lost 42 pounds. He told us about the photographer in his wedding who lost over 60 pounds. We've seen Dr. Fry, who lost 30 pounds herself. Um, you can lose a lot of weight by using the iThrive Lean well, program. It's FDA thing, approved and it's guaranteed. What'd you say? That's the other thing. Like, what if you do have the discipline and you do have the diet? You could be like Dr. Fry and just get a kickstart and really accelerate your process. Or I told you guys about a friend of mine that I visited with a couple of weeks ago. I saw her in a bikini and I was like, and she's 50 years old. And I went, God, you look great. What are you doing? Trainer, dietitian, chef? Like, what are you doing? She's like, no, I'm taking the shot. Like, and she laughed mm. about it because, you know, in, in her world, everybody's taking the shot. And, and I was like, but you didn't really need to lose a bunch of weight. She's like, no, but look, look how lean I am. So, yeah. I mean, let's say you need to lose 15 pounds, 10 pounds. And you could take this and probably have it off of you in a month. And, um, you know, you're saving $200 a month for the first two months. So you might as well give it a try. Listen, the way they describe it, it's like there's lines out the door. Like you're trying to get into the <laughs> hottest club in town in downtown. You know, I thrive MD 858-240-1497. You know, you said you're out of here. So proud of you for not saying nightclub nightclub. You said the hottest club in San Diego. You learned you're a fast learner, man. Night gave you, club. Gave you grief about it yesterday. Yeah, I um, I am a fast learner and I'm very, very coachable. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was uh, I was playing pickleball till uh, late Sunday evening, and uh, I've been playing with these guys who are they're players. I mean, these guys have been playing for a few years. They're not like new to the game like I am, and uh, they've been coaching me up. And there's so much to think about when you're playing pickleball. Have either of you guys tried it yet? Mm -mm. No, Browner, you're not going to try it. We know this. We know this is too white for you. I I know. I got it. I I play another very white sport. Sport. <laughs> what do you? <laughs> On bowl? my leisure time. No disc golf. 
disc golf. Yeah. I'm going to say right now, disc golf is whiter than pickleball, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the amount of the amount of white people on the course, I would agree with you, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pickleball, there's a lot to know. And so this one buddy of mine, his name's Greg Parker. He's been kind of coaching me up. Not that he's a pro, but he's been playing the game for a long time. I got another buddy of mine who, who had a terrible ski accident, um, and busted his leg. Like you can't believe and had all these major surgeries and, uh, is now like in, you know, a year worth of rehab. And this guy's playing on one leg and literally not moving, but he knows how to serve the ball so well and spin the ball that I can't even barely return the serve. So he's kicking my ass all over the place, and the guy's not moving. Mm -hmm. You know. So let me get this straight: you lost to a one-legged person in pickleball. Correct. Correct. And you know, and it's I'm like that old saying: like I could beat you with one hand tied behind my back. That's yeah. a that's a next, you, that's a step up, right there. I'll beat you mm -hmm. with one leg. Yeah. And by the way, Browner, not just with one leg, one leg and completely not moving. And you think that this sport is good for activity? It's all right. I don't even know if I'd call it a sport. I call it more of a game. That's you know, why I said sport. Yeah, like like to me, bowling is a game. You know, um, pickleball is a game. It's like tennis is a sport. You're running golf all a, over the place. Golf is know. a game. Golf is a game. A game. Golf, thank yeah. you. Yeah, golf, golf is a game. Golf's a game. Dude. Doesn't mean that the players yeah. aren't athletes. It just yeah. means that golf is a game. Doesn't mean that you can't be a pro, you know, athlete Golfer. playing a game. You're, you're, right. You're a pro gamer. I mean, listen, um, auto racing is, you know, these guys are great athletes, but you know, is it, what are you giving me a face for? You, you think race car drivers are athletes? Absolutely. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Uh, you ever, you've been uh, a K1? You gone go-kart? Have you gone go-kart? Like got K1 or something? You ever stole a car? Don't do that. Oh, come on. What does stealing a car have to do with that? What's, 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 what's a 1998 Hyundai Sonata compared to like an F1 you going 200 miles per hour? Me, dude. Get out of here. You asked me a question. Actually, broken question. window. All I'm, all, all I'm saying is... <laughs> All I'm saying is this. Yeah. If you're sitting there, you turn the wheel, bro. It's, it's not a sport. Yeah. You, it, there's no athleticism involved in that. Well, there's you, no athleticism involved in that. You say that, but I'll tell you this right now. Uh, many years ago, right here on the same channel that we use to, uh, to broadcast this show, Channel 4 San Diego, many years ago, Billy Ray and I had a TV show called Scott and BR TV. And Browner, I swear to you, I had the exact same opinion. So I decided to put it to the test. We had a race car driver up in North County, San Diego. His name is Boris Said. And Boris is still out there. Love and him. I think and love Boris Said, right? And he's the a great guy. Street circuit, you know, what's yeah. it called? Special specialist. He he's a guy who's done all the like he's done everything from NASCAR to um, you know, these uh I don't know what these races are called in Europe. They're not F1, but they're like these uh, whatever. Boris has done every kind of racing there is, right? So he's a professional race car athlete. And what we did is we took Donnie Edwards, who drives a car every day and was a world-class athlete as a linebacker for the Chargers. And we said, let's put the two of you guys together and see who can who can win a race. So we went to but K1. did Donnie steal the car first? He did not. He did okay. not steal it. Okay. So we went to K1 in Carlsbad, and we had all of our cameras and everything, and we had Boris in a go-kart, and we had Donnie in a go-kart. Boris is a professional driving athlete. Donnie's a professional athlete who drives. Let's see what happens. It wasn't even close. I mean, it wasn't even close. Donnie was a great football player and a great athlete, but he couldn't drive. He didn't know the angles. He didn't know how to use the car, when to hit the gas, when to hit the brake. He didn't know any of that kind of stuff. Boris was working him like it was nothing. That would be like taking Boris and putting him on a football field and saying, go try and play linebacker like Donnie. So, Browner, to your point, I, I thought the same thing. 
Come on, it's just driving. I put it to the test, and it wasn't even close. The, the race car drivers are athletes. Any? No, they're not. Anything you practice, cousin Nancy's going to be so mad at. at you. I know. I love cousin Nancy. I love cousin Nancy. Okay, what's her forty time? Like, what are we talking about here? Well, you just like, have, if I'm, if I'm really run? good at, yes, you have to run. Yes, I don't agree. Run, jump, do something against an opponent. You have to outdo someone in a physical competition. That's athletic. That's race is car chess, driving. Is, is is chess a game? Yes. Or is or is chess a sport? It's a game. Like, come on, like, like yeah, chess is a game. Bowling. Really, did you really just compare? You're, you're asking me you're, chess you're asking playing me, chess to, to driving a, a two hundred mile an hour car. Right. <laughs> is race car is race car driving hard? Yes, oh, yes, it man. is. By the way, I'm not brown I'm not facts bracket it's not coming hard. next week. Brown oh, really? facts bracket. I mean, it has to. It's March Madness, baby, yeah. and look what I'm, he's doing right now. Yeah. A chess player <laughs> and an F1 driver, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Both not athletes. Is, is it driving? Is driving? At that speed, hard. Yes, yes. I'm not saying it is it's not hard. Okay, it doesn't make it a sport because it's hard. Playing chess against someone could be very difficult. It could be very stressful. It could be very hard. It doesn't make it a sport. Right? Nobody's arguing it that it is. Nobody's. It doesn't make you an athlete. Correction. You're right. You're right. Nobody's That's arguing fair. that. Let is. me be. Let you, me be very specific. It doesn't make you an athlete. Let me ask you this: to to be great at chess, you got to train your body. Yes, you do. Your mind's a part of your body. No, no, but you have to train your physical body to play chess. Yes. Okay, I disagree. On the other hand, you must there train you your physical body to race car, to, to drive a race car. Are you pulling five to six Gs while playing chess? Are you being able to think on multiple levels yes. while yes. playing chess? Yes. 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 We all say yes. Yes, you think on multiple levels playing chess. Look, man, all I'm saying is this. To me, in my opinion, these guys are not athletes. Is it a sport? You can call it a sport. I think it's a game. Either way, we just agree on that. No. To me, an, ath an athlete is someone who competes in a physical contest where you have to go against a person and deny them as they're trying to do something against you. That is my idea of competition. All right, stick around, everybody. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. So we started today talking about rumors that Rich Eisen put out, NFL rumors that Rich Eisen put out. Tom Brady has replied to the Rich Eisen rumors. We'll get to that story coming right up. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. Hey, what's happening? It's Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew. We got Grande and the Brown Man from the 7 Mile Casino Studios. 7milecasino.com is the website. And congratulations to Sammy's Restaurant and Bar inside 7 Mile Casino. Just recently named by San Diego Magazine, the top place for brunch in South County. So if you're thinking about brunch on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, forget about it. I mean, listen, we want you to come in and play blackjack, poker, table games on the casino side. But if that's not your deal, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar has got the top brunch in South County, according to San Diego Magazine. So keep that in mind, 7milecasino.com for more information. All right, Grande, Brown Man, we started this afternoon off by talking about Rich Eisen from the NFL Network. And you can hear Rich on the radio early in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning here on 1090. We started off with Rich's rumors that he put out. He said, hey, I just got back from the uh, scouting combine. I'm talking to all these NFL insiders. Here's a bunch of rumors. Philip Rivers tried to come back last year. 
The Bears will trade the first pick, not going to draft a quarterback. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson, which we should have some resolution on that, at least some portion of resolution at some point today. Packers are kind of hoping that Aaron Rodgers does not want to come back to Green Bay. And Tom Brady may unretire. Those were the five rumors that Rich Eisen put out. Well, he posted all this stuff. He said it on the radio. He said it on TV. And Tom Brady has replied. Would you guys like to see what Tom Brady has said? I guess the I like, no. I, I, I do. <laughs> Brown is yeah. like, not really. Yes. 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 Here's what Tom Brady had to say. Grande, you want to put it up on the screen? Yeah, I would love to. But you not know having success. Talk, you know what we've been talking mm. about in this commercial break. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Here we go. And, mm. All right, here we go. Here we have it. Here, <laughs> here is the Tom Brady tweet. Go ahead and read it if you could. Anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. Wow. Wow. Uh Adopted a two-month-old kitten for your little girl. Tom Brady would be a cat kid. Well, I don't know that he's a cat oh, guy. Oh, God. I don't know that he's a cat guy. His daughter, he says, adopted a two-month-old yeah. kitten. So as a father, if you have a two-year-old or a two-month-old kitten and you got a young daughter, you got to help her with that daughter. You got to help a her with that A normal father, kitten. yeah. What do you mean Stop it. Listen, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're going to play this Scott. game. Well, Stop it! We're gonna play this what's, game. what's the matter, Brown? Tell me. We're, we're gonna play this game. Tell me what's okay. Point? So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pretend like yeah. Tom Brady, a guy with hundreds of millions of dollars, mm -hmm. is you know training a cat. I don't know about what training a cat. I think he's supporting what his daughter doing? who is uh, training a cat or trying. Right. To he got cat. plenty of time to do that because by the time training camp starts, guess what? That cat gonna be up and ready. <laughs> okay. That, <laughs> that cat. cat might that be cat's gonna be drill. using a litter box, huh? Yeah, that cat gonna be doing five yard outs by the time the training camp starts. <laughs> so, hey, let's, uh, let's, let, let's let's not pretend like Tom Brady is some you know run of the mill dad. He ain't Scott. Like what are you what are you doing? This guy. I'm a run. Scott. I'm a run of the mill dad. What I'm saying is, I mean you're a run the of the mill got, dad. No, listen, ain't that mean this this mill ain't that it ain't that many this mill like this. Okay, this is one of a kind mill. This, this you know, so don't do that. But what I'm saying is. The guy's got chefs, the guy's got nannies, the guy's got drivers. I'm pretty sure he's got a pet cat person that comes and teaches the cat stuff. It ain't Tom Brady with a bail and a treat trying to teach the cat like to go in the litter box, bro. Like, stop it with this. Tom Brady, listen, we like you, bro. We like you. We know you addicted. Just take your time, fam, and come back when you're ready. You ain't got to be responding to these kind of things, man. We know you ain't a regular person. You ain't the same. You ain't like us. And it's okay. You rich, you famous. Like, what? What are we doing? We're gonna pretend now, like you're the, you're the everyman. Stop it, stop it. I know you're selling underwear now and and boots, but whatever. You're not the everyman. You rich. You Tom Brady. Yeah, Move I know. He's not the everyman. Have you seen his face? He's hit up some clinics. What? Oh really? Oh my God. Did you Ooh, see him? Boy. You didn't see him at the oh, UFC. Boy. I did see him at UFC. Dude, his cheeks are like, all all sucked in. You know, he got like a line. Yeah, that. There's no way that is a natural face for a 50-year-old man. First of all, he's 45. Secondly, oh see now you got a 50-year-old guy going to get mad at you. Yeah, you're you're saying that Tom Brady had a bunch of face work done? Yeah. What are you like some kind of that's like plastic he, that, surgeon that's expert? What the man said. Now what the man said. I mean, I don't have I 
I can present you facts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And by facts, I mean just pictures of headshots okay. of his last X amount of years. Yeah. Throughout the years. And I understand that. that Giselle had witches helping him not age mm-hmm. while they were together and that mm-hmm. she removed those witches spells and now he's on his own mm-hmm. and i understand that might be why he's changing facially he, physically he lost the witches in divorce right but if you put if i put his headshots and i can do it tomorrow okay of from 20 whatever to now well 20 whatever 20 to 10 20 2013 oh don't get me started on 2002 tom brady like that is that's not even the same dude. That. right yeah. but what i'm saying is that but that's 21 years ago right which is what i'm saying like, i will do it i'll go back to his last year in new england Mm-hmm. And his final year in Tampa. Okay. And then I'll Perfect. give you the, what he looks like at UFC 285. Okay. You tell me he didn't do nothing to his face. How about you this? Live, you ready? You live in North County. You live in Cardiff. You, you know, you know, plot you see, yeah, when you see it. Man. You know, UFC 285, Tom Brady versus retirement on Miami Beach, Tom Brady. If you can Ooh. put those two comparisons up on the screen, you might be able to sell me. I mean, this guy's going to fight for Tom Brady. Yeah. Right? I mean, I love the guy. I 80 for Brady, dude. What can I tell you? I love probably like a hundred million dollars by now. Still haven't seen eighty for Brady. Shocker. Still haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So, I also wait, haven't seen I Cocaine you were going Bear. To go watch it. I was two weeks ago when it was raining like a mother, and it never happened. That's the best time to go. Yeah, it just didn't happen. Didn't happen. There was, it was, turned out to be a nice day of weather, and I was like, I'm not going to a movie theater. So we still haven't seen eighty for Brady yet. Take your son to see Cocaine Bear. He'll like it. Yeah. Have you seen it? Who you? Yeah, I thought, come on, man. Come on, man. Remember Nothing. he came on here on Monday and was like raving about it? Like best no. movie of the year? No, I don't. Wow. I do not. Maybe it was the day I was off. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> You're off a lot now. You're like Jim Rome, dude. Am I? Am I like yeah. Jim Rome? Yeah. I get a lot of vacation. I take a lot of vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get any vacation. Neither do we. I just take a little bit. Well, yeah. you're. hey, listen, you're taking the next two days off. Uh, actually, Thursday, Friday. To go to the Mountain West Conference tournament in uh, Vegas. What's the situation there? What's what's we the, are the game plan? Uh, the game plan is tonight. I drive to Oxnard. Yeah, eight oh five representing. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. to drop the dog off. You can have some. It's toppers. so hard to find a freaking dog sitter. Yeah. So I just drop him off at my sister's. Mm-hmm. So and then I'll work from Oxnard tomorrow. Do the show okay. from Oxnard tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as we're done, as soon as Mars done, we'll hit the road to Vegas. From mm-hmm. Oxnard, which is about, if there's no traffic, five hours. Five hours. Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna expect to see some uh some uh, some shots of you at this like some post game reports, something. She can actually hold the camera. Actually, you can stand works up out seat. pretty well. You know, maybe I'll rush the court. Um, really? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, after oh, Boise State wins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. You know, if that's a, considering if the Aztecs beat Fresno or Colorado State, but yeah. Yeah, actually, I think the timing now that I'm going to be there Wednesday night, it actually works out great because I could be done with basketball at 2 p.m. and then go do Vegas for the rest of the day. How about you going to go uh, to where they're building all this F1 stuff and, and check that out? No. I mean, I know where it's at, but I don't I don't think I need to go look at a construction site. Don't think so, huh? No, uh, no. I mean, last time I was there in November, the, the, the fencing was up and it said future home of F1. So I don't mm-hmm. think I'll be able to see much more than that. I'm trying to think of the last time I was in Las Vegas. Oh, it was for that. Uh, it was for the uh, Canelo Alvarez fight, probably what two years ago, maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. This I will mean, be yeah. my third time in Vegas in six months. Oh wow! Yeah, bachelor yeah. party in September, yeah. mm-hmm. Pac-12 championship November, Mountain West tournament right. in February right. or March, right, right. whatever we're in now. Right. You got tickets already for Mountain West? You good? No. What are you gonna do? Buy them. 
Wow. Impressive. Or do you, can I, Hey King you? Or? You can Hey King me. I mean, I don't know if I got the bandwidth to, to make a bunch of calls, but I will just say this. Uh, our buddy, Bob Mooseberger, who was, you know, the longtime associate athletic director at San Diego state who left and went to his alma mater at Bowling mm -hmm. green. He's now back at San Diego state. I mean, if there's ever a guy to connect with, I mean, Moose is loose in Vegas. You want to drop a text for me real quick? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, before I buy tickets, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Think about doing the game time app on game day. That always yeah. seems to be the more. It's the best convenient. way to go. Yeah. I did look up tickets. They're not expensive. You know, lower bowl for 70, 80 bucks, whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. But I mean, if I can hey king it. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about two tickets, not one, I mean, all of a sudden 150, 200 bucks sounds kind of expensive. Right. You know, and you know, the new automobile is really sucky on gas. So that's a lot of gas. I is it really? Out. Is it oh, not a good, it's not good on gas? No, it's terrible. Really? Yeah. I thought you didn't Acura, buy it for long trips. Yeah. I didn't buy it for long trips. It's comfortable for long trips, but it's mm -hmm. bad on, it's not bad on the, on the highway. It's just bad on gas in general. Gotcha. But, wow. Yeah. All right. Gives us I can't wait. Can't wait. Have you guys ever been to the Mountain West tournament? I've been. You for like what? It? Um, what, why did I go to the Mountain West Conference Tournament? No, why would I go? Oh, well, you wouldn't. I have. I, yeah, it was great. I mean, I, I went the year, um, and I've gone a couple times, but I mean, my favorite year was the year when BYU had Jimmer Fredette mm. and uh, San Diego State. I want to say, um, I don't really retain this stuff very well, but did DJ Gay maybe hit a really huge shot to beat BYU? <sighs> I don't know. It was a very Conference close tournament? game, and I almost got kicked out of the Aria Sportsbook for cussing during that game oh really i was in vegas but i didn't go to the game mm -hmm. i don't remember who hit the it was a very close game though and yeah. i remember because in the regular season byu won the regular season mount west championship mm -hmm. and i remember being courtside for that where jimmer was dropped like 50 on him yeah. at in san diego so it was like sweet sweet revenge hey at least uh you know the aztecs winning the conference championship outright during the regular season there's they're being uh, celebrated and honored. I mean, a couple of these kids on their team have won like postseason honors already. You know, first team all conference, defensive player of the year. Take us through this, Alex. Yeah, Matt Bradley, first team all conference, and Lamont Butler, defensive player of the year. That's exciting. That's good. Now let's take a look at the brackets real quick because there's a few other things I'd like to get to in this segment. Um, all right, take us through what's going to happen here. You you were complaining and kvetching yesterday about the 12 <laughs> o'clock start time on Thursday for San Diego State. Yeah. I try to explain to you what I think is the reasoning, which is give them as much you know, recovery time as possible because they're the number one seed. And I think you actually even went into the Pac-12 tournament and yeah. found out that UCLA is getting the same consideration, right? Correct. Yeah, I looked like an idiot yesterday because I was like, you imagine Pac-12 doing it? And then they did the exact same thing. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, tomorrow the, the Mal West tournament kicks off. The Aztecs will play the winner of Colorado State versus Fresno State. That is mm -hmm. their future opponent. Uh, also tomorrow, UNLV versus Air Force, New Mexico versus Wyoming. If the Aztecs do beat Colorado State or Fresno State, they will then take on the winner of Nevada and San Jose State. They are the top seed going in. So, you know, on paper, they should make it to at least the semifinal and probably definitely to the final if you look at yeah. it. Yeah, they should. They should. And it would be great, by the way, if San Diego State could just win this thing outright and lock their NCAA tournament bid. I mean, they're in, I'm sure. Yeah. But it would be nice to just win the tournament. Hey, I'll Makes tell you me a little nervous because right now they're the 20th ranked team, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a five seed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, five twelve, not good. Yeah, not good. Yeah, twelves can upset fives all the time. Mm -hmm. That's right. Hey, um, I want to just uh, I'll I'll take a mention here. I'll make a second here to make a mention of of our friends at Penske San Diego, PenskeSanDiego.com. I mentioned it because you mentioned that your your car's not really great on gas. I mean, in city driving, whose is? Uh, but on a long trip like this, I'll be curious to see what you get um, when you're driving from San Diego to Oxnard and then Oxnard to Vegas. 
Penske San Diego makes the shopping experience fast, easy, and fun. All you have to do is go to PenskeSanDiego.com. You can search their 12 dealerships. There are nine brands, over 1,000 cars on the lots around San Diego. Check them out, PenskeSanDiego.com. Um, there's a report happening earlier today that the New York Jets, now that Derek Carr has signed with the New Orleans Saints, that the New York Jets are really going to pursue now Aaron Rodgers. In fact, the report earlier today was that the Jets brass was getting on the team owner's private jet and flying from New York here to Southern California to meet with Aaron Rodgers. Now, for those of you that know Rodgers um, a little bit off the field, he for many years lived in Del Mar. Um, he has subsequently moved, I believe, to somewhere in L.A. or Orange County. And this Saturday, I'm gonna I'm gonna see Aaron Rodgers on Saturday. And when I say it, like I don't mean like I'm gonna see him at a football game. There's a a big event happening. Uh, it happens every year. It's called the Roth Conference, and I don't need to get into every detail, but it's a big investment firm in Newport, and they have business with Aaron Rodgers. They actually Aaron Rodgers has his own fund. And, um, you know, they raise money and then they put money into into various businesses. So on Saturday at Saddleback College, uh, they have a um, an event, a flag football game. You got like Aaron Rodgers and um, I think Sam Darnold is going to be there. Josh Allen. I mean, they got a bunch of big time NFL superstar quarterbacks that are all playing in this charity uh, flag football game. So I doubt that it's going to be, you know, 5000 people there. I'm sure it's going to be a very quaint, small group. And um, the Roths are good friends. They've been longtime listeners and longtime supporters. And so they said, hey, you should come up for this. And I, they said, Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. And this guy, I'm like, hey, I, I'm definitely going to come. So on Saturday afternoon, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head up to Saddleback College, go see Aaron Rodgers play in this flag football game. And the Jets, their, their front office is flying out here to come visit with him. If the Packers are saying we're done, and we probably should have been done a year ago. And if the Packers are saying that their quarterback, Jordan Love, who they've already drafted to be his replacement, is ready, and if Aaron Rodgers still wants to play, then the Jets seem like a very logical landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Even though Joe Klecko, their, their, their Hall of Fame defensive lineman, was on radio last week saying he'd be a disruption to their young team, I'm not so sure the Jets agree with that. Is history repeating itself? Like literally to the T where the Packers have an old quarterback, but they have a first rounder that was picked 25th ish and they're ready to move on because they think he's the next big thing. And then that old, but still good quarterback goes to the Jets. Is, are we, are we really doing this again? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be on the Vikings two, in two years two. and lead us in FC championship game? And the Saints will put a bounty on him and then he'll throw a pick at the end of the game. And then the Saints go to the Super Bowl. Is history repeating itself again? It's literally the same exact story again with Brett Favre and now Aaron Rodgers. He, get, he gets petty. He wants revenge. So instead of staying with he the Jets, it up he with goes the Jets to the Vikings. Year because it just doesn't you know, work out for whatever reason. They needed a younger – whatever. The mm -hmm. Jets are a disaster every year. So, I mean, uh, if you're saying history is going to repeat itself, he's going to send a picture to a massage therapist? Well, listen, I don't know, man. I don't know if, if, wow. if, the, I don't know I mean, if he has wow. infrared cameras in right? the, in the – uh, Wow. In, in the darkest okay. retreats, you know, I don't know yeah. how that works. So, yeah, I mean, is he gonna, is he gonna like, um, you know, build a facility at his school with, you know, the money that's supposed to go to poor people in his home state? I mean, I don't I'll tell you what, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers will not be suing Pat McAfee like Brett Farvis. That's well, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty damn funny, actually. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. Hey, let's do this. I was let's... good, like, just please.
Just go. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers go, go to the Jets. God, Just I would love to go, see him. man. I think it'd be great. Gonna, what's going to happen is he's going to go to the Jets. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work out. And instead of going to Vikings, he's going to go to the Lions. Watch. Oh, that's that's Watch. kind of fun. Or the Bears. No, I mean, we don't need him. He's got, owned the Bears. Got, he's owned the Bears got, for all this time. Steve Young, you know. It would be such a great. It would be such a great story if if Aaron Rodgers somehow ends up on the Bears. I would love that. No, it God, won't. that would be great. Not gonna happen. Yeah, Not gonna it. happen. I would Move love along. It. The only thing that would be better than that would be LeBron James playing for the Bulls. Oh, that won't happen. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. I can't take that. You imagine? You imagine Bronny and LeBron end up on in Chicago? <laughs> oh, I can't. I won't make it. I won't make it. Oh, dude, Braun is starting to get his Lavar ball on too. Oh, big time! When it comes yeah. to Bronny, like he's sending out these tweets about how Bronny's better than these players that he's watching in NBA games. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. LeBron, you might want to pump the brakes just a little bit, maybe. Like you're insulting all of these NBA players that your 18 year old son, who's not even like considered a top 15, 20 player in Correct. high school basketball, Correct. is better than these NBA players. I mean, come on, man, relax just a little. No, dude, Lavar Ball, Lavar Ball got Jello on an NBA team for a while. It's you just got to talk your yeah. own kids up. They'll they'll be in the NBA. I don't care yeah. how good they are. Right, and if 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 one of those dudes were to say something about LeBron James's kid, he would lose his mind. Oh, lose it. Hey, by the way, my kid is better um, than every NFL kicker I've seen. So I'm trying to get him into the NFL because mm-hmm. he's better. All right. How about a highlight of the day, Alex? Can we do it? Yeah. Speaking of terrible NBA basketball players, mm-hmm. here's your highlight of the day. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Highlight of the day brought to you by Tori Holistics. Promo code for the month of, what are we in? March. Slam dank. Slam dank. Spend 75 bucks to get 20% off your purchase at Tori in California. Holistics. Last night, the Cavaliers and Celtics playing a very close game. Browner, did you see this? This is hilarious. It was tied, I believe, 109 109. Mm-hmm. Boston Celtics player Grant Williams at the line. And you know how, like, players like discount Draymond Green. He's a discount Draymond Green. You know, players like to talk trash to players when they're on the free throw line, especially in big situations. Donovan Mitchell goes up to him. There's 0.8 seconds left on the clock. Make one, you win. Mm-hmm. Grant Williams says, I'm going to make them both. I'll make them both. I'll make them both. Guess what he did? Tell me he missed them both. He missed them both. Oh, my God. He missed them both. both. They go to overtime, and the Cavaliers win in overtime. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That is great. I'm going to make them both. I'm going to make them both. You watch. I'm going to make them both. Miss them both. That's hilarious. That is B-O-O-F. Right. Both. Both. Yeah. Both. Oh, and my other highlight of the day? Yeah. I'll be driving tonight, but... Mm -hmm. I'm back, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to be back watching the Lakers, aren't you? I'm back, baby. Yeah, they're ninth place. Technically, technically, they're in ninth place. Yeah, listen, they could be 10th, 11th right now, whatever they're, but they're ninth. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We're top so, six. Here we yeah. come. Bron, oh, take dude, the rest happening. of the year off. It is happening, dude. I'm t- the only thing everybody's worried about, and I know I read an article the other day in the LA Times, they're like, yeah, there's a lot to be excited about, but aren't we all just waiting for Anthony Davis to get hurt? I mean, that is literally what they wrote in the LA Times. You know what I mean? <laughs> of like, course. Like, that is exactly what they wrote. Hey, um, use our I have promo a confession code. to make in the yeah, uncensored version of the show. Oh, okay, good. All right, stick around for the oh. uncensored version. Um, Slam Dank, S-L-A-M-D-A-N-K, Slam Dank is our promo code. You save 20% at Tory Holistics and California Holistics, part of our highlight of the day, and we appreciate you guys. All right, listen, for everybody that is uh, on radio right now, Got a lot more to get into, a lot of baseball stuff. Yes, a lot more football stuff, uh, plenty, to, and, and, and some TV show stuff. We're going to get into all of that coming up. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. For everybody else in the podcasting world, 
going uncensored. So get to YouTube or get to audio podcast. More coming up on radio, and we're going uncensored on podcast. All right, everybody, we're going into the uncensored portion of today's broadcast. Um, all right, so I'm curious. You, Alex, you just said yes. that you, you wanted to say something in the uncensored version, so I'll be curious to hear what you got to say. I have a confession to make. Confession? I'm like a priest now or what? I've been watching every Laker game this whole time. Oh, mother effer. <laughs> Most I'm addicted, motherfuckers. I couldn't help it, man. I couldn't help it. I really came on here and I was like, listen, I'm not going to waste my fucking time watching the shitty team get blown out and they go out and they get all these players and I'm in my head. I'm like, fuck, I really do want to watch what they look like. And then LeBron gets hurt and I'm like, now nah, I really want to watch what they look like because, you know, that's the future of the Lakers. No LeBron. That, mm -hmm. Let's just be real here. Mm -hmm. Dude's, you know, he's falling apart. Mm -hmm. No man, and I have. I'm not going to tell you that I've sat down and watched 48 minutes every single day, but I have watched most games every day. Lying said. motherfucker! On Sunday, sitting at a brewery in Los Angeles, like two minutes from Staples Center, watching the game. Dude, I'm yeah. I'm going to the game tonight. Um, when they play Memphis without John Morant, and tonight is the uh, Pau Gasol retirement. You yeah. know, Jersey retirement. That's why I got so heated. Um. When Browner was saying like AD wasn't even trying, I was like, "Motherfucker, I watched that game," but I couldn't say like I watched it. <laughs> Actually, I thought I, I, I was giving you all this credit. I'm like, "What a great bit this is!" That yeah. He's given up his addiction to the Lakers. Like I thought it was such a great bit. Turns out you're a liar. Lie. I did it for the show, though. I held it together, man. I did it all for the show. I did it all for the show, dude. I've been. I listen. It, what, it's Browner, the nookie. The nookie. And you can take that cookie. Ooh. How do you spell biscuit? Limp biscuit. I don't know. Is it with a Q? B-I-Z-K-I-T. Oh, all right. All right. So Dude, that watching... Woodstock 99 documentary, by the way, mm -hmm. so good. And I haven't seen it. Limp Biscuit gets blamed for the riots that happened at Woodstock 99. Really? And Fred Durst was like, we didn't do shit. And then you watch the performance and he's like, come on, motherfucker. And it's like going fucking nuts. <laughs> dude, it was great, dude. That Woodstock 99 documentary on Netflix. Check it out. Hey, what's um, what, what's going on with like all these NBA analyst type guys, like um, like Kendrick Perkins, for example? You know, like I saw Kendrick Perkins on with Stephen A. Smith, and then I saw him kind of do an Instagram video to JJ Redick, where Kendrick Perkins says that these like Steve Nash, um, uh, Nikolai, uh, I say Nik Jokic. Nikola Jokic, whoa, and whoa, and whoa. Uh, careful what what I say, got it right, Nikola. Nikola Yocha, is that how you pronounce the name? Nikola Jokic. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then um, and then uh, Dirk Nowitzki, although he called him Dirk Norinsky or something like that, <laughs> that the only reason that these three guys win MVPs in the NBA is because they're white guys. Right? I mean, that's that's what he said, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's exactly what he said. And then people get the all last, pissed off at him. He said the last three white MVPs did not lead the league in scoring. which Right, so they weren't I even in the know. top ten in scoring. But he stopped yeah. it before – Magic, who didn't lead the league in scoring, and I think won three. Yeah, mm -hmm. not leading the league in scoring, but let's just stop before that. Yeah, yeah. And then was there somebody else that was kind of saying some kind of racy, racial kind of stuff? Stephen A. was being used by I saw it by Outkick uh -huh. because Stephen A. did this whole thing about how the media better not use John Morant to pigeonhole all black people as the problem with guns and violence or something like that, and. Mm -hmm. But you know how 
that shit gets distorted once you start well, throwing like race around. But I mean, first of all, you know, outkick, that's like a completely right wing. You no know, one, no one pays attention to anything outkick says about Stephen A. Like these are people race baiting outkick race baits. Sometimes Stephen A race baits. They are things that they both do is to, to garner up clickbait. What Kendrick Perkins is doing is saying something that he believes to be true because he's trying to push for Joel Embiid to be the MVP when he's not. Jokic is the MVP. His team's played better this year, and he's averaging a triple-double. So I don't really understand why Kendrick Perkins Jokic averaging bring... a triple-double? Yes. I don't, Automatic I don't... MVP. I don't. Russell Westbrook it, got it. Cause, cause exactly. That. Exactly. <laughs> so that. So that. So if that's not the discussion, if that's not the bar to be MVP, the guy averaged a triple double, and his team is the best team in the Western Conference. If that's not good enough, having the scoring title, that's not enough. To me, that's not enough. So I well, don't really understand what his argument is. Like Kobe got robbed by Steve Nash, but Steve Nash had the best record. Like so it, it wasn't really like. What is the award? So then it goes back to what is the award? And then, are you going to do the value thing? Oh, I'm so annoyed. So this, this, this whole MVP conversation in the NFL or in the NBA is so annoying. I like, it's like complicated. No, nobody argues about the MVP in the NFL or Major Ever. League Baseball the way they argue about the MVP in the NBA. I don't get why everybody gives a flying fuck. Like it's so <laughs> annoying. Yeah. And, and, well, because that's that's I've always railed about the NBA discussions. It's like who's the goat, who's the best. Like they have, it's all ranked. It's all ranked. It's that's it, the NBA discussions on TV are so but, boring. But the John Morant stuff, and I, I didn't see what Stephen A. said about don't use John Morant and Black America and guns. I, I didn't see any of this. I didn't but see here's, that either. Here, here's the thing though about John Morant. This is just my my uh, outsider's opinion. You're a young man who's 23 years old who's making an absolute fortune who seemingly comes from a what what sounds like a good background. You know, like when I think of Sean Merriman, when he was a young guy with the Chargers, he would tell stories about growing up in, you know, suburban Washington, D.C. Um, and maybe I should call it more like inner city Washington, D.C., as far as I remember. But the point is, there were drug dealers and there was gun violence and you had to fight for your life in this, these are the way, you know, that, they, and he was a single mother who was just barely scraping by to make money, you know? And so like John Morant from, from all indications and Browner, maybe you know more about him than I do. I don't, I'm not sitting here telling him some expert in John Morant, but there was this great video that somebody put out on Instagram mm -hmm. where, when, when uh, Eminem in the final battle scene in eight mile told Clarence, you know, that he's a gangster. His real name's Clarence and Clarence comes from a family with two parents and he goes to a private school, you know, and all these kinds of things. So like on the surface, you're a gangster, you're a tough guy, but behind the scenes, it's all bullshit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so John Morant, um, on the surface, hanging it with a gun and showing Instagram live videos. Oh, I'm a gangster. But behind the scenes, that's bullshit. You went to Cranbrook. That's a private school. You know, and so I, I don't understand why a guy like Morant would think that there wouldn't be consequences when Correct. you're that famous yeah. and you're on that sort of platform. Why would you think there wouldn't be consequences to flashing a gun? And by the way, here's just one other part of all of this. If you think being a gangster is cool today because you're listening to it in music or you're seeing it in movies and you think that you got to be hard like that, bro. I go back to something I said during the show. 
Look at Snoop. Snoop grew up in that environment. Snoop lived that life. Snoop dealt with real legal troubles in his life. And in the final analysis, Snoop is doing TV shows with Martha Stewart and has his own cookbook. It's a great cookbook, by the way. It's a beautiful looking cookbook. So, so my man doesn't want to be in that life anymore. You know, I think about a guy like Keyshawn Johnson. He grew up in the hood. Guess where he lives now? With all the white people in Calabasas because he don't want to live in the hood no more. Here's the here's the one thing that I wish people would also stop doing that is totally in line with this, and this happens a lot. Oh, he's a young man. He's 23. But the U.S. justice system, the legal, the cops, mm-hmm. they put 14 years in kids in prison for murder for life all the time. So this idea that a 14-year-old is supposed to be responsible when he's got a gun when it comes to the court of law, but a 23-year-old millionaire isn't for some strange reason. So I don't understand why when it comes to how the NBA coverage is or sports coverage is with athletes who make mistakes with weapons or do things of violence, how they're, these are, they're young guys, they're going to make mistakes. But yet we turn around and we don't say these exact same things about kids who get caught up in gang activity at 14, 15, 16 years old, but they're old enough to be punished like adults for that activity, but we're supposed to take this 23-year-old man who's gone to college and is now the face of a franchise and has a shoe deal and a drink, but he doesn't know any better. Like, I would have to look this up, but was there shady stuff with Ja in high school? Like, he was so good at Murray State. How did he end up at Murray State? Because he well, didn't he, get a scholarship he not, anywhere else. Yeah, he was not highly recruited at all. Right, right. but I'm saying, was it because of a of, of I doubt it. personal no, stuff? Or I don't just think no. wasn't good at basketball yet. I just don't he, think he was on, for whatever reason, he's one of those guys that fell through the cracks, got, got to yep. a school like Murray State, blew yep. up, and became the second overall pick in the draft. He was I don't know that. Did we go the Sweet was, 16 that year, too? They, they had a bit of a run, right? He was on the AAU team with Zion Williamson. So it wasn't oh. like he wasn't getting opportunities. He just wasn't good. He blossomed late, like Damian Lillard. The guy blossoms late, and now look. And then at did it. you see this shit with Joe Mixon? No. Like Joe Mixon shot like some underage kid in the leg. I think he like Joe Mixon shot like eleven allegedly, mm-hmm. allegedly. Joe Mixon like shot like eleven bullets. Some 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 drama in his had his house in his house. Oh Jesus! And shot some. I mean, maybe the kid was trying to break into his house. I don't know the full story. Like, mm-hmm. there's not that much details out. But he allegedly, according to TMZ, like he shot this kid in the leg. Mm -hmm. You're like, what the hell is going on, man? I don't know, man. But I'll tell you right now from the John Morant thing, you know, you're 23 years old. You're a, you know, you got a hundred plus million dollar contract. You got all this fame. You're one of the faces of the league. You're an up and coming monster superstar. And, you know, you think this is funny? You know, did did Kobe Bryant do this? Look, Kobe Bryant had his troubles, but it wasn't with gun violence. You know, you've never saw Shaquille O'Neal flashing a gun. You've never seen LeBron James do something like this, you know, and it, it just, it's stupid in particular. And, and you talk about like the world we live in now and, and like understanding the news cycle. I mean, with gun violence in America and we're, we're only in early March and I've already, I've seen like, there's been like 60 plus mass shootings in America. Mm -hmm. My daughter told me this story that her girlfriend went to go to visit uh, CU in, in Boulder, Colorado. They were doing like a college tour. They're in the hotel and a shooting happens. This is my daughter tells me this story. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. She goes, my, my friend was in this hotel and her parents had to pull her from the hallway because there was an active shooter in the hotel. I go, that sounds a little like bullshit to me, you know? 
Well, I looked it all up. There was an active shooter in a hotel. Nobody died, but you know, the cops responded, blah, blah, blah. Didn't you ever even heard about it? CNN didn't stop everything they were doing in the middle of the day. Hey, there's an active shooter in Boulder, Colorado. Not, nothing like that. So when my daughter told me this, I was like, that's a bullshit story. I looked it up. She was right. Yeah. So, so now <clears throat> it's become so commonplace yep. that it doesn't even get covered on the news. It's kind of like, like, when was the last time you saw anything about what's going on in Ukraine? You know, eh, it's a year yeah. old already, whatever. They're still out there fighting with each other. Eh, fuck it. We got other shit to worry about. You know, Ma like, multiple people have to die for it to make them. Three people or more have to die for it to make the news. That's just look. Or at it's got to be in a school or a college campus. But my point is, is that go back to John Morant, bro. You don't realize how famous you are. Yeah. You don't realize what gun violence is in America right now. You, you, you don't realize the platform that you're on. You, you think this is funny? I mean, he looked wasted to me and it was so like weird early weird. in the morning. Now partying. Remember, remember that thing against Indiana, too? About his yeah. crew supposedly like flashing a laser into the Pacers bus mm -hmm. because there was some altercation. Well, the security guard said that was yeah. a that was a weapon that that beam came from. And like, on a much lower level, the whole thing with Shannon Sharp, like in the middle of a game, in the middle of a game. This guy's had an incident where he had it at his house, by the way, pulled a gun, came out of his house with a gun on his waist against a kid, a 17 year old who was playing basketball at his house as well. He also had an incident at a mall with the security guard because his mom got into it with somebody while she was buying shoes at like Foot Locker or something. Like this guy's got some really, really stupid things following him and he's going to get himself in trouble with the wrong people. Well, that's money just it. doesn't give you security, man. It just doesn't. Well, bro, I mean, why would you want to be in the gangster life when you've made this kind of money? Correct. And you, and you, and you don't come from that background and, and, and you see the guys who grew up in the gangster life, as soon as they have the money, they don't want to be part of the gangster yeah. life anymore. And he seems to be part of the problem. I mean, he seems to be the problem. It's not his yes. crew. Yeah. Like, it's not John Morant's crew or friend did this. John Morant did, you know, it's John Morant did this. John yeah. Morant punched a 17 year old kid. Yeah. John Morant pushed a security guard. John Morant had a little tiny, tiny gun at the strip club. You it know, so like it sounds like a guy who thinks that he runs the fucking world. Cause he's a big basketball star mm -hmm. and he's got a hundred million dollar contract and he's a child and Browner to your point about 14 year old kids versus a 23 year old young man. Um, I mean, 23 is young and dumb still. I'll say, say this when you're rich, famous and a superstar athlete and you're 23, you're, you might as well be 12 years old Yeah, because you're a freaking moron. You know, you guys want to wrap up with something pretty funny. I think. Yeah. It, Tell me. If if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, it's gonna mm -hmm. be pretty awkward in that locker room because Jets players are tweeting now. Uh oh. Sauce Gardner, the second best athlete ever behind Deion Sanders. Mm -hmm. Hey, Aaron Rodgers, tagged Aaron Rodgers. I promise if you become a Jet, I won't pick you off in practice and I'll burn the cheese head. At Brees Hall, who is the Jets running back. Don't mind me, just manifesting Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you imagine next year that they don't get him and their quarterback Zach is Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. <laughs> they say that they're on the plane to go out to come out here from New York. You've got the head coach, Robert Sala. You've got the new offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. That's his boy, right? Mm -hmm. um, you got, you know, general manager and you got all your top guys. You got GM, head coach, OC, and whoever else from the front office. And they are going to come out here to California. And today's Tuesday. And they are going to kiss his ass. Oh, and yeah. Nathaniel Hackett is going to be like, dude, 
will run the exact same offense, the same exact terminology. Look at what you have in Green Bay. Look at what we have in New York. Look at our defense, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You don't even have to – you see this guy right here, Robert Sala? You don't even have to know who he is. Mm-hmm. Never talk to him. Never deal with him. You and me. Mm-hmm. You and me. And Hackett's got to be like, you can't you can't do this to me again. You were supposed Pretty to come much. to Denver. Yes. You are supposed to come to Denver. You look what me. you did to me. You, <laughs> you know what? If we, if we look this up, I'm almost sure of this. I'm not 100% positive. Actually, you know what? I may be – there was a time where I think the Jets were trying to get another offensive coordinator before Hackett who had some ties. So yeah, dude, it's a, it's a, this is an awesome thing to watch go down. Yeah. I tell you this, this is remember like two off seasons ago. We thought it was gonna be like this crazy quarterback carousel. Yeah. We're getting it now. Yeah. We really are getting it now. All right, listen, we got to go. We're back tomorrow. Thanks to everybody who's still with us right now on YouTube and on audio podcasts. Uncensored one's fun. Yeah. I like uncensored. All right. We're back tomorrow. Peace out everybody.